This is Pastor Cody Sturgill. I'm so thankful you're listening today. The Bible commissions us to keep our heart with all diligence. Keeping your heart is a daily work. We need to daily fill our minds with God's Word. Join me as we hear a Bible message from the pulpit of Chilhowee Baptist Church. fire and a little lady comes up to him and says hey peter i think i know who you are you're one of the followers of disciples of christ do you know what peter does not only does he deny christ but he curses and denies christ he acts bold and big and strong doesn't he folks i want you to know something strong spirit boldness apart from the power and blessing of God and the will of God is something that causes great damage but God was not saying to his disciples I want you to watch and pray lest you enter into temptation I want you to be humble and I want you to be led by the spirit of God he wasn't telling them that so they'd be weak he was telling them that so they would have God's strength and they'd be able to do God's work. You see, in the spirit of the flesh, Peter could have never penned two books of the New Testament. In the spirit of the flesh, Peter could have never stood and preached at the day of Pentecost and thousands of people got saved. In the spirit of the flesh, Peter could have never walked by the gates of the temple and told a lame man in the power of God to rise up and walk. In the spirit of the flesh, he could have never stood in the temple and preached and thousands of people got saved. In the spirit of the flesh, he couldn't have been used of God to lead the church, found the New Testament church that were benefiting from his work even this moment. He couldn't have done it in the spirit of the flesh. But I can tell you what he could have, how he could do it. He could do it as he humbled himself. And embrace the blessing of God and the power of God, the correction and counsel of God. What else did Peter do? Peter's arrogance led others to the same error. A willing spirit is no match for for a weak flesh. What did Peter do? Peter's sinfulness was contagious. Look what the scripture says in verse 35. Though I should die with thee, yet will I not deny thee. Likewise also said all the disciples. What did Peter do? Did Peter's arrogance and rebellion help everybody? No. He led every one of the disciples astray. I'm calling on Christian fathers to lead their families in humble dependence on God. I'm calling for Christian mothers to lead their families in humble dependence on God. I'm calling for Christian grandparents to humbly lead their families to God. And dependence on God. No, we put aside our arrogance and our pride and foolishness. We may rest in the power of God. You know what God says from heaven to you and I? Watch and pray. They enter not into temptation. The spirit is willing. The flesh is weak. Peter's arrogance led others to the same error. Finally, verse number 40. When faced with that, your weakness, humbly depend on Jesus. What happened to Peter? 
Peter gets an opportunity to face his weakness. Here's the story. He has an opportunity to face his weakness, and it's made very clear. He's just told Jesus. He said, though, though I should die, yet will I not deny thee. And here's what happened. Jesus says, all right, Peter, James, and John, I want you to go with me a little further into the Garden of Gethsemane. I want you to watch and while I go a little further and pray. I've got a sorrowful spirit. I'm heavy. It's a difficult time. He looks at Peter, James, and he says, watch. He says, be alert, be awake. Watch with me. I need to know that you're with me. Jesus goes and prays. And he comes back. The Bible says in verse 40, He cometh unto the disciples, findeth them asleep, and saith unto Peter, Peter, what? Could you, could you not watch with me one hour? The same guy that a few minutes ago said, I'll die for you. When Jesus asked him just to watch, he couldn't sleep. He couldn't watch for one hour. Now that moment, Peter's weakness was made real right before his very own eyes. Do you know what Peter should have done? He should have identified his weakness, repented of his arrogance, and cast himself on the care and blessing and power of God. But he didn't. You see, Peter made a mistake, a big mistake. He denies Christ three times in the night. He goes out and weeps bitterly. God uses Peter in a mighty way. He gets things right. But I want you to know something. I Perhaps at this moment, the Spirit of God has shown you a weakness in your life. It's become real to you that you don't have everything it takes to be everything you need to be. Folks, don't be discouraged by that. Be encouraged knowing that God is your all-sufficiency. And when you see your weakness, what should you do? Watch. Be alert to the blessing of God, the person of Jesus Christ. Pray. Why do we pray? We don't pray to inform God. He knows everything. We don't pray to impress God. God who knows everything about you, he's not going to be impressed with you. We pray to invite God. And even though he knows us, he loves us. Isn't that wonderful? Point number one, a willing spirit is no match for a weak flesh. Point number two, here's the sweet thing. Jesus is our perfect sufficiency. Jesus is perfect. And he meets our every need. Look what the Bible says in verse 32. Jesus says, after... I am risen again. I will go before you into Galilee. Jesus tells his disciples, once again, I'm going to die. The shepherd will be smitten. The sheep will scatter. He says, I'm going to die. But, here's, the, here's what you need to remember. I'm going to die, but after I'm risen again, after I'm risen again, I will go before you into Galilee. I love how nonchalant Jesus is about his death. He hardly even mentions it. He's not worried about his death. He says, now, I'm going to be smitten. And Jesus isn't in the garden sorrowing over the fact he's going to have to die. He's sorrowing over the fact he's going to have to bear the sins of the whole world. Jesus' opinion of death is this. I'll be smitten, but I'm going to rise again. And when I do rise again, I'll call you and meet you in Galilee. 
Here's something I want you to remember. Something sweet about the sufficiency of Jesus Christ. God keeps his word. In Mark chapter number 16, you don't need to turn there, but listen. It was our text on Easter Sunday morning in Mark chapter number 16. God sends his angel into the empty tomb. Mary, Mary, and Salome are in the empty tomb. And the Bible says the angel of the Lord speaking on behalf of God. Go your way, tell his disciples and Peter that he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall ye see him as he said unto you. What did Jesus do? Jesus said, I'm going to die. I'll rise again. I'll meet you in Galilee. What did Jesus say? I'm going to die. I'll rise again. I'll meet you in Galilee. What did Jesus do? He died. He rose again. He met him in Galilee. Here's something I want you to know. When we realize how weak we are and our spirit is willing, our flesh is willing, when we see how weak our flesh is, it's not something that should discourage us. It should encourage us to embrace the fact that God keeps his word. Every promise that God has made is true. We can rest in his word. Our weakness should show us how perfect Jesus is. Here's the second thing. When we see our weakness, we should be encouraged by this fact that God knows you and still loves you. He still forgives you and still provides for you. Look what the Bible says in verse 34. Jesus has said, you're going to be offended for, by, because of me. And Peter speaks up in verse 33, though all men shall be offended, not me. Not me. I'm not one of the all. What does Jesus say in verse 34? Jesus said unto him, verily I say unto thee, that this night before the cock crow thou shalt deny me thrice. Did Jesus know what Peter was going to do? Absolutely. Did Jesus know that Peter would curse and deny him? Yes, he knew that. Did Jesus know that Peter would whack off Malchus's ear like a big dummy? Yes, he knew that. But what did Jesus say? Jesus says, I know all about that. He says, Peter, I'll meet you in Galilee. He forgave their foolishness in advance of their foolishness. Here's something that encourages me. God knows me. He knows every rotten thing about me. Yet still, he loves me. He forgives me. He provides for me. And he wants to use me. And that statement is very true for you and I like. God knows you and still loves you. When we consider our weakness and we see it, don't be disappointed. Be encouraged by the fact that our sufficiency is not in us, it's in Jesus. The last thing I want to mention as we look at this passage of Scripture is though I often fail, Jesus does not. What did Jesus do? Jesus was praying in the garden of Gethsemane. He wasn't begging to get out of the cross. He was submitting himself and his flesh. He was submitting his flesh to the will of God. He says, I'm sorrowful in verse 38. My soul is exceeding sorrowful even unto death. Verse 39, he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. He comes to the disciples and finds them sleeping. Verse 41, 
He cries out to the disciples, watch and pray. He entered not into temptation. Verse 42, he went away again the second time and prayed again. Prayed saying, oh my father, if this cup may not pass away from me, except I drink it, thy will be done. He was, he was surrendering his flesh, his weakness, potential weakness to God. Thy will be done. He came and found them asleep again, for the eyes were heavy. Verse 44, he left them and went away again and prayed the third time, saying the same words. What did Jesus do? Though I often fail, Jesus did not. He did not. He didn't stir up his pride, though he could have. He was a man. He humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Though I often fail, Jesus does not. What lesson does that God have for us? His lesson is this. When you see and understand your weakness, be encouraged by the strength of God. Watch and pray. Watch because you need God. Pray because you need God. The Spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And I'll just tell you, when things are tense and difficult, we tend to want to buck up on our own strength. It's the wrong way to go. You know what we should do? Identify our weakness. Humbly lean and trust in God. And take this truth to heart. The spirit, it's willing. The flesh is weak. Jesus is perfect. Put your confidence in the Lord. Rest in him. Spirit, willing. Flesh is weak. What should we do? Watch and pray. Lest you enter into temptation. May God bless his word. Thank you for listening to Keep Thy Heart Daily. Keep Thy Heart Daily is a ministry of Chilhowee Baptist Church in Chilhowee, Virginia. To learn more about the ministries of Chilhowee Baptist Church, check us out at chilhoweebaptistchurch.com. If you'd like to financially support Keep Thy Heart Daily, please send your gift to Chilhowee Baptist Church. P.O. Box 838, Chilhowee, Virginia, 24319.